Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. This month, November 2021, a unique event is happening online in New Zealand called Musical Therapy Week. Starting on the 15th of November, it's designed to raise awareness about the practice of music therapy in this country. To talk about what music therapy is and its benefits, I'm talking to Rachel Foxall, a registered musical therapist in New Zealand. Well, Rachel, good evening. Nice to talk to you. Thank you, Andrew. It's great to talk to you. Uh, So I wanted to begin by just having a look at uh, what music therapy is and how it works. So can can you kind of give me some kind of overview as as to what it is? Music therapy is the planned and creative use of music to help people with their health and well-being goals. So we can help people with physical goals, uh, with mental health, with emotional goals. And what we do is we use music as part of a therapeutic relationship to come alongside someone and empower them to make changes in their own life. And I can give you lots of examples for people through the lifespan. So do you have a question about someone who might you might think could benefit from music therapy? And I can tell you uh, what we might do as a registered music therapist. Well, um, how about me? I I'm, I'm, think I'm a kind of average person, but I, I, there are times when I suffer from anxiety. Um, I have ADHD as well, so I. Um, mm. there are times when I find it very hard to concentrate. There are times when I just cannot do things. So if I, if I were to present to you as, as a client, how would you work? Would I be making music? Would I be listening to music? How, how would that kind of work with, between you and I? Andrew, that's great. It would be a combination of all of the above. So what we might look at doing is it look at doing is some kind of interactive work around rhythm and beat that will help ground you in your body and uh, and allow you or us or someone with your set of circumstances to be more in touch with how they're feeling in the moment and allow them to move into a different space. So if you've got a high energy or a high anxiety, using beat work or melody work to bring you down into a more settled space. Equally, if you are having a depressive episode or feeling low, using us the same kinds of beat work will actually bring you up into a more um, energized state. And there's a lot of work yeah, around trauma as well, using beat and simple melodies to help people regulate with their, their bodies and their emotions. So, so it could involve me um, possibly beating a drum, that kind yep, of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Beating a drum, maybe using your voice and singing. And because we, we come into it looking at your strengths. What can you do? What do you enjoy doing? Uh, What do you feel comfortable doing? We're not going to come into uh, the first session and get you to do something that makes you really uncomfortable because that's not going to benefit you or the relationship. So I wouldn't be giving a concert. (laughs) Exactly. And concerts may be part of a therapeutic process, but it's not, that's not usually the norm. The music that we make is about helping you with your health and well-being goals and it's not about working towards a performance unless that's a specific goal that our client has in their life and lots of people will come into things like for example a neurological choir which they have goals around helping people with aphasia or a neurological condition to speak more clearly to um to have more access to speech 
by singing, but also there's a community aspect, there's a well-being aspect, and there's a sense of quality of life, which is really, really important. So you don't have to be musical as such in order to Not benefit. at all. No. So part of our training as music therapists is we will come to the training with a significant amount of music experience and, and training. So when we when we start music therapy training, we're already musicians, and that is what we bring to the relationship, and that is how, how a registered music therapist will, will help. We bring the technical skill, and we can help our clients express what they need to express through music. Um, some of our clients are musical and bring that to the relationship as well. And so then there's, um, you know, there's more of an interplay there. But you don't have to be musical to benefit from music therapy and to enjoy it. Is there any um, talk therapy as part of it or is it simply about the, those performance aspects and, and connecting to music? That is really dependent on what our clients need and what the music therapist's um, purpose in the relationship is. So some music therapists use talk therapy. I personally work mainly with people who are nonverbal because of uh, disability, because they're autistic. Um, and so I don't use a lot of talking in my sessions because it, it's not what my clients need. There are other people who work in palliative care, for example, and talking is part of the processing around grief and loss and preparing for transition. So talk therapy is part of that. It, it can be, yeah. It can be. And music therapists work across the lifespan and with a variety of different client populations or client communities. So um, what a music therapist does day to day is going to look very different depending on who they're working with, how that person uh, wants to access music therapy, and whether it's an individual session one-on-one -on -one, or maybe a child and a caregiver with the music therapist, a group music therapy session such as a neurological choir or a classroom group. Um, so every session looks a little bit different. So you've been uh, in practice for a while and you specialise mostly with children, is that right? You're in your personal practice, yeah? Yeah, at the moment I'm working, um, I work in the, dis the disability space. So I work mainly with children and young adults with disability. But in my career, I've worked in a hospital with people who've recently had a stroke or a traumatic brain injury. So I, was, I would work with them just in those early stages to help them start their journey back towards speech and movement. Um, I've worked in aged care and with dementia-specific aged care, so working with people around um, memory and quality of life, reminiscence, and just enjoying um, being part of a musical relationship. That, that's a, um, an awful lot of experience. So, so what do you notice? What, what are the benefits? What, what's actually occurring for people when they go through this therapy? My favourite thing about working in music therapy is that I get to witness sparks of connection. Maybe that's a connection for, for an older person who's maybe lost a part of themselves to dementia and I get to sing a song that they uh, remember from their childhood or for an early part of their life, and I see that spark of connection with themselves again, or maybe with a loved one who's sitting next to them. When I'm working with an autistic young person, I can see a spark of connection between where they are at and where they know they want to be, um, whether that's even just taking a, taking a risk and joining in a song that they've never done before. Um, what we know about music therapy is that 
um, the brain loves music because it's safe, it's repetitive, it's predictable. And when it's familiar, like it's a song we've heard over and over, our brain just loves to entrain to it, which means our breathing um, kind of comes into pace with the music. Our heart rate comes into pace with the music. And um, it's just a really safe place to then try something new, take a risk. Um, yeah, it's it's a very powerful method for working with people. I remember uh, studying neuroscience many, many, many years ago, and uh, there was a, a lot of evidence to show how the, the human brain seems particularly wired for music and that it is very, very connected to our emotional uh, nature and I know if I, if I listen to music, it can change my mood, or it can enhance a mood, or it can. If I've got writer's block, you know, I put on a certain piece of music, and often it will get me through that. So, so scientifically, it's been proven there is something about music and the human brain that's quite profound. Absolutely, and there's new research coming out now, uh, or recently, which shows that music is also innately connected with our social bonding networks, and we know that sort of um, through, you know, experience. We know that music in groups makes us feel good. But one thing that we know now about music uh, in groups when you participate, like when you're at a dance party, when you're in a choir, when you're in a drum circle, uh, then it's activating your social bonding network. So it increases your sense of belonging to a community. And I think um, that is the theme for Music Therapy Week this year, Kotahitanga, Many Voices, One Purpose. And it's something that um, the world and New Zealand really needs right now is a sense of belonging, a sense of community. Many of us have been isolated for a long time, um, you know, physically isolated from people around us. So um, bringing music to um, places where you are connecting with people is a really great way of just encouraging that bonding that sense of community and that sense of belonging uh, to sort of reignite that again. I, I guess uh, I'm assuming that you love music and therefore uh, it must be quite a special thing to be able to practice something that you love doing anyway, but also that it's having an, a positive impact on the people that you are uh, helping as well. Absolutely. Um, I actually, we have a running joke at work that um, we have, I have the best job in the world. Um, and the best thing about my job is not only am I helping somebody, but I get to experience the benefits of making music every day. <laughs> so my mood is lifted. I feel connected to the people that I'm around and that I work with. Um, my body is regulated. It means I'm in connection with my emotions and connection and I'm grounded in my body. So I think that's that's a fantastic benefit for a registered music therapist, but also we get to share that love and that um, that freedom with our clients. It, and it must be fascinating to see some spark going on, with, whether it's someone with with autism or somebody who's not uh, that good at uh, with with communication, uh, or someone with dementia. It must be quite remarkable to see something switch when you, when you're doing this. Yeah, I, there's nothing that beats the moment where you see that spark of connection and where you get to know that it was your relationship with that person through the music that allowed that experience for them. And that's one thing that we just, as registered music therapists, want people to know that we are 
out there in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and you can search for us on the Music Therapy New Zealand website. Um, registered music therapists have undergone that significant master's level training. So it's a master's level degree everywhere around the world. And when you get a registered music therapist, you know that you're getting someone who is trained to use music in a safe way, who is going to be able to bring out um, the draw out the gold and and draw out the goals that you are looking to achieve for yourself or your loved one. And, and also there is some uh, scientific knowledge behind this. Absolutely. It is an evidence-based, strength-based practice and we have there's tons of research out there. Because I imagine some people might think, oh, that sounds very um, new agey. Might, you know, they might be put off, but there's definitely um, evidence to show that this works. Absolutely, and there's postdoctoral, graduate level, and even um, major studies at universities all around the world looking into specifics. So we talk about music therapy, and um, it's it's not just one thing. So there's a, a major study going on in Australia and around the world around music therapy and uh, dementia care and aged care, and how we can better care for older adults both in our community settings and in our residential settings. There are major studies going on all the time at universities uh, to give more evidence to the benefits of music therapy. And it sounds like a really nice thing to do, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a positive thing to do. Everyone, almost everyone loves music. Absolutely. I mean, so at the moment I'm working remotely. Um, most of my sessions are over Zoom because I'm um, based in Auckland. But the feedback that I get from the families of the young people that I'm working with is that it's something that they look forward to. It's the highlight of their week. It might be the only classroom session that they actually are looking forward to attending or they're asking when is music therapy. And I think the fact that our clients want to come back and they're excited to come actually really demonstrates how valuable they find it. And that has to be the main measure of what we're doing is, you know, are our clients benefiting? Are they looking forward to coming? And are they seeing the results that they want? And I think and not only university-level evidence showing that, but also the stories of our clients in their lives and what they say are the benefits of coming to music therapy. That was Rachel Foxall talking about musical therapy. Uh, music Therapy Week is running from the 15th to the 19th of November 2021 and it's all online. There's a link below this interview if you're interested in attending. Just a reminder, you can find plenty more content on my website, andrewwhiteside.com and while there you sign up for my very informative and regular newsletters. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.